What is up, all my Nexus family? It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk about two things. The first, we're going to talk about reframing when you get sick. And I'll explain to you exactly what reframing means, but just changing the way that you think about getting sick in the first place. And then the second thing we're going to talk about within that is exactly what you should do step by step when you get sick so that you can bounce back more quickly than you ever have before. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Nexus Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Before we jump in and I drop some knowledge on you on exactly how you can bounce back more quickly than you ever have before from getting sick, I want to start with a conversation on just how to reframe the way you think about getting sick in the first place. Most of us, I would imagine that all of us, even myself included in this, but anyone listening to this podcast has likely been raised with the idea of the fact that if we are expressing symptoms of some kind, stuffy nose, cough, fevers, headaches, body chills, the list could go on and on and on, when we're expressing those symptoms that we're actually sick. And what you got to understand is that this has been put into our heads from somewhere. And now the purpose of this conversation, the purpose of this podcast is not to go and figure out and put point blame as to who put these ideas into our head. The purpose of this podcast is actually to hopefully help you change the way you think about getting sick so that it empowers you and your family to live your best life ever. Because ultimately, what I'm all about is seeing people live super prosperous, fruitful, happy, fulfilled lives with more presence, more productivity, and more profit. And I'm not just talking about making money when I say profit, but just enjoying your life experiences. And so with that said, the first thing we need to think about is this concept of framing or reframing how we think about sickness. So a simple analogy for this would be, if I give you a pair of sunglasses that don't have any lenses in them, and you look at the world, you're going to see the world just like you would normally see it. Now, if I give you a pair of sunglasses that have, let's say, orange tinted lenses, then you're going to see everything with an orange tint on it. And so what I mean by this is that the same way we look at sickness is the same way we look through those different sunglasses with the different lenses in them. And so what this means is that one way to frame sickness would be is that something is wrong and that we need to fix it. In other words, that we are broken. The problem with this is that we're actually not broken. Being sick to some extent, is actually a good thing. And so I would have you consider that it's not actually being sick, but reframing it to think that you're expressing health. Now, there's a couple of important distinctions within this because if you look at yourself as constantly sick, then you're looking at yourself as broken. You're looking at yourself as there's something wrong with you. And the symptoms don't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with you or that you're broken. It's just your body doing exactly what it's designed to do to fight off infection, to fight off disease. And so if you look at yourself constantly as, oh, I'm sick, you're putting yourself in a negative mind space. On the other hand, you could look at it as your body expressing health. Your body, when you get attacked by foreign invaders, at some point is designed to have a fever. Your body is designed to get ear infections. Your body is designed to have stuffy noses and coughs. All of these things help flush out the very toxins that are bothering you in the first place. This is why you get super sneezy during allergy season. If you have allergies is because your body is reacting. It's causing histamine to be released. And then you start sneezing like crazy to get rid of the very toxins that are bugging your system in the first place. Now, the first place to go with this, if we look at us as being sick 
in that model is that we need to suppress the stuffy nose. We need to suppress the cough. We need to suppress the fever. The problem with this line of thinking is that we're suppressing our body's natural processes that helps us get rid of the disease or the foreign invader in the first place. So I use this example on one of my other podcasts, but it's just like if you cook chicken on the grill and you don't heat it up all the way, it's still pink and cold in the middle, likely you haven't cooked off all the bacteria. The exact same thing is true with your body is if you take Tylenol to break a fever, then you're prematurely stopping your body from doing exactly what it was designed to do, which is heat up in order to burn off that bacteria. The same is true with stuffy noses. The same is true with cough. And so I tell people all the time is like, why would you want to prevent these symptoms? In other words, the symptoms aren't what make you sick. It's actually your body expressing health. It's your body doing exactly what it was designed to do. Now, let me give you an example from my own personal experience so you can see just how powerful this goes. And then we'll jump into some strategic stuff that you can do. So in the event that you do start to express health, that you do start to express symptoms, then you can bounce back more quickly than ever without suppressing your body's natural processes, your body's inborn, God-given processes to fight infection, to fight disease in the first place. So many of you heard this story before, but when I was teaching high school English, I was asked to participate in an event at a pep rally for our volleyball team. And the, the event was simple. And what we were asked to do as coaches, we were asked to, with a bowl of flour sitting in front of us, we were asked to dig out with our mouths only a piece of chewing gum from the bottom of the bowl of flour, chew up the um, chewing gum as quickly as we could, and then the first coach to blow a bubble would win. So I was all in. As many of you know, I'm pretty competitive. And so while I am digging for this piece of chewing gum in the bottom of this bowl, I literally get this influx of like bleached flour up my nose, in my ears, in my eyes, it's everywhere. And as competitive as I am, I just dive in. I'm coughing, I'm sneezing, it's a terrible experience. So at the end of it, I get my bubble blown and I realize that I lost, um, probably because I was coughing and sneezing half the time. But due to the amount of stress that I was under at the time, and this is a story for another point, but I was under so much stress at the time that me putting my body with just that little extra stress of all this flour literally going directly into my eyes, directly into my nose, directly into my lungs, directly into my ears, it caused me to get what some would say is sick. Now, it wasn't just stuffy nose. It wasn't just fever. I immediately started feeling really, really poorly. And for the course of the next two weeks, I started to develop these bumps on the left side of my head, right on the top of my head. No one could see it. It was right where my hair is. And so I started to develop these bumps. And at first I thought like, you know, maybe I got bit by something. Maybe there was a, you know, maybe it was a pimple or something like that. But I, as I noticed, these bumps kept growing. And over the course of the next two weeks, they got so painful. They burnt so bad. I couldn't even lay on the left side of my head to go to sleep at night. It was keeping me up at night. It was distracting me from teaching during the day. Like I constantly had this, I would say seven out of 10 pain that was just bugging me and keeping me from being present with everybody around me. The students that I was teaching, my wife, it was preventing me from sleeping. So I was more grumpy. I didn't want to eat well. It was just this long list of cascade of events that just kept me from really functioning my best. And so finally I got fed up with it and I had Heather take a picture because I hadn't really told her about it. And when I saw it, I was like, man, this does not look right. There are like all these blisters on the left part of my left top of my head. So I went to my chiropractor and at this point I'd been under chiropractic care for about a year. And again, this is 
part of the story, right, is that even if you're under chiropractic care, it doesn't mean that you're not going to express symptoms. It depends on how much stress you put yourself under. Obviously, we help your body adapt to stress, but I was under so much stress at this time that I still needed more adjustments than just once a week. And so I went to my chiropractor that week and I'm like, hey man, can you just look and see what's on top of my head? And he took one glance at it and he's like, dude, I can't touch you until you go to the ER. He's like, I have no idea what that is, but you need to get it figured out before I'll even adjust you. So I go to the ER, I actually went to urgent care because I thought they would be able to help me. They take one look at it and just like my chiropractor, they're like, "Um, we can't help you with that. We have no idea what it is. It's way outside of our scope of practice. You need to go to like the emergency room. So... I do what they tell me to. I go to the emergency room and all the while my doc back home, Dr. Mike is texting me asking me, Hey man, what's going on with your head? And I'm like, I don't know. The urgent care wouldn't look at it. So I got to go to the ER and he's like, well, tell me what they say. If they prescribe you anything, he's like, don't take it until we get to have a conversation first. Actually, I take that back. He didn't tell me don't take it. He said, let's have a conversation first. And so I go to the ER I sit down with the primary care physician and immediately he takes one second look at my head and he says, yep, that shingles. I've seen it before. It's super painful. I know exactly what it is. Here's your 30 day prescription for Valtrex. And he's like, it's going to take three to six months for this to go away. And it's probably the pain could last upwards of a year, even after the blisters go away. Three to six months of this pain where I couldn't sleep. I couldn't be present. I couldn't enjoy my life. I couldn't lay on my left side. I was grumpier than ever. And it was just an annoyance, a constant, constant annoyance and super painful, seven out of 10 pain. So as soon as I hear this, I'm like, oh man, three to six months and up to a year for this pain to go away. It's insane, even with these medications. So I call my chiropractor and Dr. Mike was super great. And he's like, look, if it were me, this is what I would do. And he advised me on a series of steps, which allowed me this. I had shingles. If you've had shingles, then you know the pain that I'm talking about. You know the experience of having this stuff last for a very, very long time that I'm talking about. I mean, this MD is telling me that it's going to take three to six months and possibly up to a year for the pain to go away, even with the prescriptions. And I wasn't happy about that answer. So as Dr. Mike and I had a conversation, one of the things that um, he gave me a series of things to do, which I'm going to share with you here in just a second. I want to set this picture, set, set this story up for you. So when he asked me to do a series of things. Um, Literally what I found is that I went from this three to six month prognosis up to a year, possibly. I was completely rid of the pain of the blisters of shingles in nine days, nine days with no medication, with no surgeries, with no shots, with no pills, with no lotions, no special shampoos, nothing just by making a series of lifestyle choices, which I'm going to share with you right now, because here's what I understood. What we know about shingles is that shingles is actually just an upgraded version of chickenpox. Chickenpox doesn't ever leave your system once you get it. So once you get chickenpox, these viruses hang out in the dorsal root ganglia, which is just a, one of, a part of your nervous system. They just hang out there and they lie dormant unless your nervous system gets to, I'm sorry, your immune system gets too weak and your nervous system can't modulate your immune system effectively. So my immune system was so weakened because I was under so much stress that these dormant viruses became active again and it caused the shingles. It caused these symptoms. So understanding this, I realized that 
the symptoms are my body trying to protect itself, just like the fever, just like the stuffy nose, etc. And so the series of steps that I'm going to share with you is exactly how I recovered myself in nine days with nothing from the outside. And it's very, very simple. So here are four things that I would highly suggest for you anytime you get these symptoms, which are really an expression of health in your body. It's not you being sick. It's an expression of health. It's your body doing what it was designed to do to try and protect you. And so if you want to bounce back quicker than ever, if you want to take less days off work, if you want to spend more time with your kids, if you don't want to worry about, you know, your kids coming home and bringing home whatever sickness is or whatever bug is floating around the school, these are the four things you need to do. Number one, get under chiropractic care. If you're already under chiropractic care, and you're with me under chiropractic care, then I've probably already had this conversation with you. But in those times when you start to express health, come and see me more. Go and see your chiropractor more. Start getting adjusted. Your nervous system, which is directly what we affect with the chiropractic adjustment, modulates your immune system. And it modulates your immune system. Ari Cohn did this study, and I will post it for you. Um, What they found is that people under regular chiropractic care for longer than six months actually had way, way stronger immune systems and different enzymes, different DNA and genetic expression by being under regular chiropractic care for longer than six months. And so if you're wondering, um, there's some research on this and I'll post it in the show notes. You can check it out. Dr. Ari Cohn is the one who did the research and I'll share that with you in the show notes. And so understanding that chiropractic adjustments directly affect, affect your immune system, I'm sorry, directly affect your nervous system. And then by default, influence your immune system to act more strongly, to activate more properly, even in the presence of lots and lots of stress. And so where I was getting adjusted once a week, for those next two weeks with Dr. Mike, I was getting adjusted three times a week. And I went back up to that frequency because I understood that my body was under so much stress at the time, I had to do something, I had to allow my nervous system, I had to give my nervous system a boost so it could control my immune system properly. So chiropractic care, number one, most important, hands down, if you're going to put it on, the, on, the, on a pyramid somewhere, it would be at the base of the pyramid. Neurologically based chiropractic care first will for sure help your immune system function better, help your nervous system function better. They work hand in hand. Number two, most important, limit your intake of sugar. Let me say that again. Limit or completely exclude, nearly completely exclude your intake of sugar. And here's why. Because every time that you eat sugar, it doesn't matter what form it's in. If it's in apples, if it's in carrots, if it's in candy, if it's in candy bars, if it's in some sweet drink like orange juice or apple juice or whatever, kombucha, wherever you intake sugar from, your body works in a series of priorities. And one thing that is ultra important to your body is to be able to regulate your blood sugar. So every time you get an increase of sugar into the system, your, your brain will literally say, okay, we have a priority. We need to balance the blood sugar first. So let's turn off the immune system or let's pause on focusing our immune responses so that we can attack the blood sugar. And so every time we do this, I had a conversation in our office with a client this week. He's taking all of these throat lozenges because he thought they would be good for him. Come to find out, he, as many as he was eating, it was like drinking a whole can of Coke throughout the day. And so what we found is that His sickness is literally prolonging. His expression of health is literally prolonging because he's intaking so much sugar with these throat lodges. So instead, I said, why not just start doing 
or stop taking those things. And then here in a second, I'll give you the next piece of the puzzle for him. And so limit the intake of sugar because every time you take in sugar, it doesn't matter again, whether it's from apples or whether it's from carrots or whether it's from kombucha or whether it's Coca-Cola, whatever it is, every time you have an increase in blood glucose, your body's going to pause on the immune system function so that it can deal with your blood sugar first. So limit sugar intake or cut it completely out. So for me, I was getting adjusted three times a week and I literally stopped eating all forms of sugar. I wasn't eating apples. I wasn't eating carrots. um, I was literally eating just as many green leafy vegetables as possible. Now there could be a teeny tiny little bit of sugar in the green leafy vegetables. I'm going to tell you that's okay. All right. So yes, there's going to be sugar in some of the vegetables that you eat that are going to be green leafy vegetables but I completely cut out all sugar otherwise. Like I said, no apple juice, no orange juice, no vitamin C tablets, none of that, just straight food, green leafy vegetables. And I also was supplementing the one supplement I recommend for everyone to take, and this is number three, is increase your greens intake. So not only was I eating a bunch of green leafy vegetables and limiting my sugar intake, but I was also drinking a greens powder that is very, very low in sugar, one gram per serving, from the fruits that it's sweetened with. And so what I was doing is I was drinking this three times a day. And so the reason I was doing this is just to get a bunch of extra phytonutrients into the system, again, to boost my nervous system, to boost my immune system so that my body had the fuel, had the building blocks to go to war with these viruses that were causing the shingles in my head. So increasing your greens, if you have a greens powder or you don't have a greens powder, I can post my favorite one in the show notes for you. Um, There are a number of different options. And so I would highly encourage that you, one, get under chiro care if you're not already. If you are under chiro care, then two, as soon as you start the expression of health, then just getting adjusted a little bit more often. You can talk to me. I'll bring you in. We'll get you adjusted extra. It's no big deal. Two, limiting or completely cutting out your sugar intake until your expression of health is completely gone. Number three, increasing your greens intake. And this includes, you can also take, as long as it's not super high in sugar, is taking some kind of greens supplement in the form of a powder, which I do. Chlorophyll would be another option for this as well. And then number four, decrease your protein intake. So you're probably wondering like, man, green leafy vegetables, no sugar, decrease my protein intake. What am I supposed to eat? That's right. You're supposed to eat vegetables and only green leafy vegetables. Here's why. Every time you eat protein, protein is very energy. Um, it takes a lot of energy for, to break, for your body to break down protein. And so every time that you eat a lot of protein, let's say you're eating protein with every meal generally, you're taking energy from your body being able to focus toward your immune system. And it has to focus more on your digestive system to be able to break down those proteins. And so if you keep it super simple with green leafy vegetables, which are high in fiber, very easy to digest, very easy to break down, instead of these proteins, it's just going to make it easier on your body. So more of your body's energy can go towards healing. And this is why it's an expression of health. And so I'm going to leave you with that, my friends, four things you can do, chiro care, limit sugar, increase greens, decrease protein intake. I've seen this time and time again with clients that I work with. I've seen it with myself with more debilitating than just a cold or a flu. I'm talking about, I've seen tons of people over the last two weeks, nearly Every family that I take care of has expressed some sort of concern about the health of their family. And so when I say this, I'm telling you with love, 
is that if you do these things, you will bounce back so much more quickly. Think about my experience. It took nine days to completely bounce back from shingles when I was being told it was going to take three to six months and even up to a year for the pain to go away. I've had no issues with it since. So I'm going to leave you with that, my friends. If you have any questions, again, I'll leave that research in the show notes for you. I'll also leave the link to the greens that I love in the show notes as well. I love and appreciate you. I hope you bounce back in the event that you do start to express health this cold, sick, flu, holiday season, whatever you want to call it. Love and appreciate you. Hope you have an amazing week and we will come at you again next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.